Are, are you alright, mate? You look look a bit thirsty. Do you need to? Do you have a drink? Do you need to have a drink? Uh, you know, I could do with a drink okay. actually. Yeah. Oh, have you mate. got the heating on? Yeah, yeah. Before we get started, just help yourself to to a little drink, mate. One of these. Oh, I tell you what. Out of all the receptacles I've seen, that's that's the best one ever. That is, mate. I tell you what. There's a bit of a faux pas because. I can't believe I've worn a t-shirt that's similar to a mug that's that you own. to that very mug. I know. I, d I just pulled that out the back of the cupboard. Out the back of the cupboard? Out the back of the cupboard. And this was at like the back of my wardrobe? What are the chances? What are the chances? What are the chances, are the chances Stephen? <laughs> that you'd have two of these mugs? Well, you know when you're, you're trying to set your... You're trying to set your kitchen up. You don't want you don't want the mug to look odd, do you? You've got to have you've got to have a set. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. That yeah. makes sense, yeah. So the, the fact that they've uh, the fact they've got an R on, that's just, just just a lucky coincidence, mate. It's incredible, really, because you don't have. There's an nothing R even fucking in these. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> right, so on to this week's show. Um, enough dicking about. first then we're going to discuss one of the headlines in a bit more detail uh, then you were lucky enough to get your hands on a copy of <coughs> Assassin's Creed Rogue remastered yeah, like, like five days before it come out and it wasn't <laughs> even intentional I ordered it on the Thursday it rocked up on the Friday so it's all I played all weekend because because they know mate it's because they, they know you're part of remastered because they know mate because they've seen that t-shirt there's like and this mug we've got a remaster game we need to send them a copy of this game. To our namesake. I tell you what, opens up avenues. This does. It opens up avenues. It does, mate. It does. Um, so then, once we've discussed that in R-rated, we're going to move on to uh, our blind questions, and we'll have a little bit of a game at the end. Yeah, I thought we could um, play noughts and crosses or um, rock paper scissors. Now, uh, here's the news. So this week's headlines, the first item is God of War previews are in and things are sounding amazing. Yes they are, I cannot wait for that game. Uh, the Nintendo Direct revealed that Smash Brothers is finally coming to the Switch this year. It's been longly anticipated and I've never played it so I'm really looking forward to this. Are you in for a treat? Game releases are plenty this week with Sea of Thieves, Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered, Kirby Star Allies, Nino Kuni 2, and Burnout Paradise Remastered also, which they didn't send to us early, so minus <laughs> points for them. Yeah, we won't talk about them too much. Um, Tomb Raider finally comes out of the shadows to be re revealed as Shadow of the Tomb Raider. If uh, you're interested in that game or the movie, head over to our page um, on a podcast or on YouTube and we have a, an actual special dedicated um, to that franchise for the film and the upcoming game. Yeah, we did. We do a full spoiler cast on the movie and then dissect the latest trailer. 
Uh, Fortnite and PUBG are both released on mobile. They're taking over the world, man. Oh, it's, it's crazy, really, isn't it? I mean, everyone's got on the bandwagon. I, I remember seeing uh, PUBG released, and it wasn't really for me, but then the hype train got me, and yep. I got it for Christmas. <laughs> Battle Royale on the go. Um, some sites have started listing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 remastered as a possible leak. We mention that now so you can send us an early copy if you wish it to be featured on remastered. No pressure. Uh, all the big studios are doing it, so whatever. Geralt for The Witcher confirmed as a guest character in Soul Calibur 6. And that's about it for the news for today, isn't it? It is, yeah. So based on this week's headlines, it leads us nicely onto our next segment. R-rated is what we're actually going to do next. And that's where we take one item from the news and ask the one question that's not been been raised based on this week's headlines. So, based on this week's headlines, Carl, what do you think that question is? For me, the question is, on two of the bullet points that we've listed there, there's three remastered games yep. uh, announced. Just this week alone, that is. Just this week alone. And... I can't help but feel with the the amount of remasters that are coming out. Are are we being sold a bit of a dud with the title remastered, considering what they're actually doing to the games? So, like, if you were in the business to have a new favourite gaming podcast, and you're seeing something called remastered, and you expected to get some top-notch quality content. When you came here and found out that you weren't getting that. You'd realise it's just a rehash of IGN or Kind of Funny. Yeah. So it's perfect, doesn't it? There's yeah, nothing wrong with remasters. Because they said, so that's that's this week done. Yeah. Cheers. Nice one. Come back next week. But what I'm getting at is... Um, no, I get it on a serious note. They're, they're kind of saturating the market, aren't they? I they think. are saturating the market. And it, it's with content that we haven't really asked for. So that's the thing. I don't mind remasters coming out. As long as there's like a, a want and a need for that, yeah. It, it's when it's it's stuff that that's kind of obscure that nobody's asked for, or maybe a game that's that hasn't that long been out. Does it need remastering? Especially if they're not going to remaster it, it should actually be. For me, having played Assassin's Creed Road Rogue, uh, it shouldn't be called remastered. It should be called Assassin's Creed Rogue Port, because there's not enough changed for me. I get that. There's still issues with it that I had three years ago when the game was released. And for me, remastered, the main issue I have with it is it insinuates that you're remastering an already masterpiece. So yeah. Assassin's Creed Rogue wasn't one of the defining titles in the franchise, nor was Burnout Paradise. I'm sure if you asked any Burnout diehard which one they'd want remastering, so to speak, it wouldn't be paradise not necessarily now i'd agree especially with the changes that they've made to it so uh, things like um the first the reboot of tomb raider for me i thought was a borderline masterpiece so yeah it's a remaster things like the last of us i thought was a masterpiece as it was so it deserves the remaster are we now seeing that title remastered Used too loosely, like you use too loosely, yeah. For basically, what is basically just a port? Do you think? Do you think that some of this is coming to light because as time moves on, we're seeing more and more of them, or do you think 
possibly the release recently of Shadow of the Colossus, which was a complete remake that then gets categorised as a remaster, has kind of set the bar and kind of made us now realise going, no, hold on a minute, if you're going to release it, like, significantly change it, make it better? Do you think that Shadow of the Colossus has affected that and impacted that at all? I think it's definitely brought it to the forefront of people's minds. For me, it's a flag that I've been waving since the PS4 and Xbox One was even conceived yeah. uh, as an idea in the public consciousness. Is you know I don't want these ports from the old generation of consoles. Yeah. I had the ge old generation of consoles. I played these games, and if you didn't have the old generation of these consoles and want to play those games, they're so easily accessible. You know, I can buy a PS3 now for what fifty pound and go and play Assassin's Creed Rogue. Yeah. Non-remastered version yeah. for a lot cheaper than buying the game. It, well, I've I've not checked this, but I don't know if on PlayStation Now if Rogue's available to stream. I haven't checked that, but like even through that kind of service, there's there's certain things that are accessible now. Like you say, that are easy enough to accept, be accessed. Yeah, accessed. There's ways that they could make it available to you without trying to charge you twenty five pound for what effectively, as I keep saying, is a port. Yeah. So. If I'd have um, seen this game was re being released and the RRP was 10 to 15 pound, I'd feel a lot different about it than I do now, where the RRP is 25 to 30 pound, yeah. and I don't feel like they've changed enough of it to warrant the money. Yeah. And I, I think that that's something indicative of remasters as opposed to the actual game itself. This isn't a gripe I have with Assassin's Creed Rogue. Yeah. It's, it's remasters in general. Yeah, in general, it's it's something that if you want, yes, do it, but don't do it at such a premium price point. So, so taking that into consideration, then, in terms of things we've imported over to the Switch, because there's been a, quite a few so far, yeah, and we're getting more coming. Like with Mario Kart, they rather than call that a remastered, they've called it like a deluxe edition. Do you think that the marketing of like these remastered is has any bearing on the way you view these, or is a a game that was previously on an old generation of consoles on a new one, you were always going to have the same outlook on it? Um, to be honest, I do have it to an extent with the Nintendo releases, but they've done stuff to yeah. make it new enough to warrant charging that price, yeah. or maybe not warrant charging that price, to make it feel like a unique experience to that console. Yeah, they, they so, tailor stuff to the Switch, don't they? the controls and so the controls, playability. There's a... a, a, a a more expansive roster you know you've got two slots for your power-ups things that wasn't included on the Wii U version yeah. for for me speaking from the Assassin's Creed Rogue experience I've had there's no different to the experience that I had on the PS3 you know however long it was three four years yeah. ago I yeah. just feel like they need to wind back on these if you're going to include new content if you're going to um, recreate or change for the better, then I'm all for it. But if it's something that you're literally just making compatible with another console, then you shouldn't be charging the prices that you're charging. So you're just basically saying that it's a way of those uh, developers to kind of get get your money, basically. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, cheap way of them getting more profits in. Yeah, because because they don't have to do anything; they just literally churn a game out and go. If if it sells a couple of couple of thousand copies, couple couple hundred thousand copies, then we'll it's make better than X just, amount. Like. Yeah, it's better than just sitting there and yeah. not doing it, which I do understand from a, a marketing point of view. Yeah. 
but at the same point, you know, they've got to do something to make it worthwhile. Yeah. I know that there's obviously the demand there for people to be buying them, otherwise, you know, they wouldn't be making them in the first place. Yeah. But I do think people need to vote with their wallets a little bit more if we're to see a change. Like we did with the Uncharted series when they re-released theirs and they put game mechanics from each game yeah. that was best suited to that franchise and, you know, whitewashed them amongst all three games. I think that's something that we should see more yeah. with other remasters. Not to linger too much then. Um, let's move So now on. that you've absolutely slagged off remasters. Yeah, now I've absolutely said, you know, I hate Assassin's Creed Rogue. Let's talk about that a little bit further. Okay. Um, I'll give you a brief overview okay. and then I think you can ask me a few questions. If you yeah, want. definitely, because I'm um, a massive lover of the Assassin's Creed franchise. I've owned every one in the series in terms of main console release. Um, main games yep. apart from Rogue because I'd already made the jump to the latest generation when that one came out whereas I kept my PS3 yeah. when I bought my PS4 so I was able to buy this and Unity at the same time so I'm very interested to see and by the sounds of what you've already said they haven't done a lot but to see what they've actually done to. so as a game um, it's enjoyable You know, as, as an Assassin's Creed game it's good I think the thing that you need to take into account is that this is pre-change um, in the button configuration. Yeah. So when you judge it based on the fact that it was released around the times of Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Free and whatever else, um, when you judge it against those peers as opposed to Unity onwards, um, it's a strong game. I think if you was to... because is it, of, is it hard to go back after Origins? Um, no, I haven't no. recently played that. Is, is it? Is it like somebody slapping you up the face with it, kind of thing? I thought it would be jarring at first, but it's actually not. Um, there's actually a nostalgic vibe to it, um, and because it's a game that I didn't play all the way through last time because I was so engrossed in Unity. Yeah. Um, I've actually passed the point that I had done previously. So you never finished so, it before? No, I never finished it before. I actually only got to the end of sequence two, whereas now I'm halfway through sequence five of six. Um, so there's, there's kind of a weird um, element to it in the fact that I loved, I still love all the Assassin's Creed games so it's like a new experience but nostalgic at the same time especially as the release itself in the first place was a repurposing of content that they'd already got so there's a lot of Assassin's Creed 3 stuff in there, Black Flag you know, they've relied heavily on the products that they'd already created yeah. to make this game. Um, I think it's quite strong actually in the franchise. I do think that the... Because um, at the time when it came out it was something a bit different wasn't it to the run of the mill stuff they'd done before with the continuation of Assassin on Assassin on Assassin. It was kind of its own thing wasn't it? Well <clears throat> this one was the... what I'm realising now was the bow on the cake so this was bringing it all together without... I don't want to ruin anything for you because you want to play it and yeah. a lot of people won't have played it already. But there's a lot of references to all of the games in this. Yeah. Um, and as I'm getting further and further through the game, I'm actually feeling like there's probably too much at the moment and it's more of a you know, harking back too much to the old games. So a character's just popped up now in the game that I didn't expect to see in it. But because I've seen other characters in the game that have showed up in other games, 
it's becoming a bit diluted and taking yeah. away that wow factor as opposed to you know when um, we played as Altair in whichever game it was you know two or Brotherhood whichever it was when you control him briefly yeah it doesn't have that same effect because mm -hmm. it is dilated <laughs> not dilated diluted <laughs> <laughs> Preggers this game is yeah. absolute <laughs> preggers. <laughs> absolute monster. As as it's as as a game um that caps off what they did in that generation, yeah. it's a good game. In comparison to the newer releases, I don't think it stands up very well. Okay. It doesn't have the replayability for me, um that I think the other games had. Yeah. I do think it's a bit weak on the storyline so far. And for me, a big bugbear with Assassin's Creed was when they released Black Flag. It stopped being Assassin's Creed and became a pirate game. Yeah, uh, that's something that I, I not particularly liked. like. Black Flag has a massive following, but for me, it was a good pirate game, but not a good Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, because it didn't have the parkour aspects, yeah. and it was very, um, despite being on a boat, you were very stationary. I think Black Flag is the one that non-Assassin's Creed fans go to as their favourite. And it's probably the one that Assassin's Creed fans say is their least favourite. Yeah. Because it was so adverse. To me, this is still too much like Black Flag with the amount of sailing that you have to do. Is uh, the map quite big then? The map the map is quite expansive actually. It's it, They've done quite well with it. Again, I don't want to go too much into the spoilers of the map. But I find I dislike sailing so much in it that I'm ignoring parts of the map in favour of getting to the next story, story mission like, yeah. because I don't want to be sailing mm -hmm. so once I go to somewhere and then a main mission comes up in that area again I will um, use they spin it as an animus fast travel I use the fast travel in, in the game yeah. to get there as opposed to sailing and you know taking down other ships and yeah. getting their um, commodities see I, I took a kind of similar approach on Black Flag when I was playing that because I just started to dislike the sailing quite quickly so I went through the the hassle of kind of going to every question mark on the map yep. to unlock every area as so much you could as fast could. travel as soon as possible and then fast travel between those and cut down the sailing make that as minimal as possible yeah so it sounds like I'd have to do a similar thing to this yeah most likely and the thing is so far as I say you know I'm five-sixths of the way through and I've barely been to anywhere on the map Okay. So part of it feels like the map is there just because Filler, they, like. they had it, not because they needed it. Okay. So is it a re is it rehash of the Black Flag map then? Not of Black Flag. But of another game. Oh, I don't I don't want to say too much, but okay. of a couple of games. But they've reused certain assets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that, basically, that's what the game is. It's a, a repurpose of assets that they previously had. Okay. And the thing that bugs me the most about this remaster is the fact that, okay, you had all these assets and you've collated them to make this other experience. That's fine. I'm all for that, giving me new iterations of, of the Creed franchise. What I don't like is calling it a remastered and not changing the issues in the game. So for me... So like the no, typical Ubisoft... Assassin's Creed bugs are in this. Are yeah. Saying? So straight away, off off the bat, this isn't a spoiler, but you start on a very small snowy island, and you have to I chase think that's someone. In the trailers, anyway. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, the yeah. First trailers that come out, anyway. So so you, spoil anything. So you chase your companion, and the first thing you come to is a log of a 
broken tree that's fallen. Okay. You have to run across the tree. That sounds just, like Black Flag. Yeah. Other than it's not icy in Black Flag. Precisely. Um, you get to the tree, and instead of climbing up it, he did this like scuttling thing up a wall. Uh, the, and the wall's not yeah, there? there's no wall there. It's just okay. a tree that I need to run across. See, I hate that shit. That's one thing that really turned me off the, but, the early Assassin's Creed iterations. But this is what I mean. If you're going to remaster it, you need to take those sort of bugs out. Yeah. I got across the tree, and you jump across a tiny gap between two cliff faces. It took me four attempts to clear that tiny gap for a simple jump. Because and this is your first experience of the game. First experience of the game. So this is the second it loads up. This is the second it loads up. I've See, that's really bad, isn't it? If if within the first thirty seconds of your gameplay, you're hitting these issues. Yeah. Like, as a as a player, that doesn't make you want to carry on at all, surely. Like, especially at well, I think I was more forgiving of it because I um, have played all of the Assassin's Creed games, and it's an issue that I'm used to, and because I'd played those games it's an issue I expected yeah so I think I gave it a certain forgiveness that maybe people who are new to the the older games might not give it did, so did you have this issue in the original one I did have it in the original one same not place at this, not at this same place okay. no it just didn't you know it's you'll know having played the Assassin's yeah, Creed yeah, games yeah. I know, you do I have know problems exactly with that animation you, you mean you, you know you do have problems with the parkour so like um, the first time I tried to cross that little gap between the two cliffs he actually went into a swan dive um, as in doing the the eagle dive off, yeah off the top he did of a leap of faith into yeah. the water which actually kills you in this not instantly um, it's a mechanic that it's icy water will deplete your health yeah. obviously so it's just really irritating straight away yeah and as i say it took me like four attempts to get what? across this simple simple gap well that that to me doesn't sound like you hit one issue on that small section that sounds like you hit two or three things in that small section like straight away off the bat yeah it did and that's 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 really worrying for me as somebody that's not played this game ever like i i intend on picking it up but you saying that to me has me really worried because like i say i love the series but i don't want to be loading it up and hitting that straight away because origins did so much good stuff and righted so many wrongs by going in this completely different direction I think this release, they probably should have been swapped around. Okay. I think Rogue should have come out three or four months before Assassin's Creed Origins. And then Origins comes up. Do you think this has come out because Sea of Thieves has come out? So, to kind of, if people are getting a bit of like a pirate itch, but they get fed up of that PvP stuff of uh, Sea of Thieves and, and playing with people, then if they want that solo pirate experience. It's a good point. It's one that I hadn't thought of, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, that does make sense now you said it. Because <laughs> I know it's multi-platform. Yeah. But I'm just thinking it, it's a way of going, oh, you like these pirate games, do you? Here's a good pirate game. Because they couldn't release Black Flag again. Yeah. Because that's already a PS4 game. Yeah. Xbox One game. And it's featured on both games for Gold and PS Plus. Yeah, exactly. So people will probably own that already. Yeah. Or the majority of people that would pick it up. Yeah. Only so it makes it a redundant product then wouldn't it i do think it's a worthwhile release i think they could have spent more time in remastering it there was a worry for me with the parker um with that glitch that i said there's a moment in the game that's very cinematic um i won't go into detail about it but it's something that the whole game sort of fixates on and it will come back to a lot in the game when i played the game originally i experienced these issues with the the okay. parkour yeah 
as soon as it happened on this island, I was so worried that it would do it again in this cinematic moment. It didn't, thankfully. I don't know whether that's something that they've gone to and made sure that it didn't happen. If it is something that they've done, mm -hmm. why haven't they done it in the whole game? Yeah. One thing I did like was going back to the old style of fighting, the old style of combat. Oh, you preferred, you preferred that, did you? Well, it was, a, it was just a nice little... I'm still playing it at the moment, but I am quite enjoying the easy counter kill and I think it's because I want to get through the game. I think if I'm trying okay. to experience it like I was with Assassin's Creed Origins. So when there's more of those kind of scenarios happening, you think you get fed up of it then is what you say? Yeah, yeah. When, it, like, when it's, you know, one after another, one after yeah. another, you get irritated by it. But in, in the little cauldron that I'm in at the moment where I'm just trying to experience the storyline, I'm quite enjoying the easy combat to it. So that's, that's quite interesting because I'd, <clears throat> I'd have thought that now that we've got this new one, it took a bit of getting used to, but now we're used to it, it'd be really difficult going back. And I've played the first game in the Ezio collection, and I noticed the thing you were saying in that, like, the, the combat was okay to start with, but then, because I plat platinum that game and did everything. Show off. And I was having, <laughs> and I was having more of those, um, those combat encounters. It was getting tiresome then, because... Instead of it feeling like an action game, it felt like I was playing a rhythm game. Mm -hmm. Like once you nail the sort certain things in the right timing, you'll beat anything in like a combo. Yeah. So I've been really reluctant to go back after playing Origins. Yeah. So you saying that is? I think it's something has, to be. Has eased me a bit, really. I do think it's something to be appreciated if you're going into the games just to experience the storyline. If you're going into experience, you know, the fighting and combat and whatever else you're probably not going to enjoy it as much. For me, I'm playing Rogue just to get this piece of story that I was missing previously. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I am quite enjoying it, to be honest. Coming at you from same sort of question, but from two different angles. Yep. If you've never played this game before, yep. would you recommend it? Yes. And if you have played this game before, would you recommend getting it? Absolutely not. Okay. That's, it. that's, that's quite interesting, isn't it? That, that goes to show that like that you said, they haven't put too much in that to warrant it as a repurchase. Well, as I say, it, it sparked for me, um, me warranting having a debate about remasters. Because, you know, the bugs are still there, the controls are the same, um, there's no new content as far as I can see compared to what I... In fact, I actually think there's less content because when I bought it before on release, I got a download code for extra content, which I now don't have. Okay. The graphics, whilst they do look better, they're not considerably better. So and you're you're playing on a PS4 Pro. Yeah, on PS4 a 4K Pro TV on a 4K well, TV. Yeah, so there so are you're playing it the optimum way you can, essentially. Yeah, there's improvements there, but not enough to warrant calling it a remaster. Yeah. Okay. So doesn't sound like your experience with it has been kind of groundbreaking or earth shattering. So. As this is a review, what kind of score would you give it? Are we talking out of 100 again? Uh, if that's the way you, you prefer to do your scores, then yeah, sure. I'd do it 57, 63. Because I think it's a good I think it's a good game. I think it's at the wrong time. Okay. Do it in a couple of years cheaper, or don't do it at all. Do you think it's because um, Origins has come out and you compare it against Origins? Had you, had you not played Origins, do you think you'd see this game differently, or not? No, uh, actually, I, the previous releases since it haven't affected my experience at all with it. Okay. 
I've done quite well, I think, with how enjoying experiencing it as its own contained being, as opposed to um, comparing it with ACO. It's a good game. Ezio. Yeah, <laughs> ACO. <laughs> Maybe they did that on purpose. Maybe they did that on purpose. Heard it first. Yeah. Um, it's a remastered scoop, that is. Full of them. Um, <laughs> full of it. <laughs> as its own experience, I do think it's a good game. It's got its obvious flaws. I don't think it warrants the price tag or the remastered title. Okay. Purchase it if you haven't played it before. Don't purchase it if you have played it before. You're going to be disappointed. So there you are. Okay. Now this this whole episode has been quite remastered, central, um, but with the headlines this week and your review and asking the question about are we getting too many remastered and sort of linking into the review that we've just done. Um, I know this isn't something that that you're too fussed about, but. There is a community out there for it, which leads me on to this blind question of should trophies be considered when reviewing a game? Because no. for me, I'm, the way that I kind of play games is if I, if I buy a game, I'll, I'll try and do as much as I can in it yep. in terms of get all the collectibles, get as many trophies from it as I can and platinum it, even if I don't particularly enjoy it that much because... I don't know, I've just got that completionist part of me that, that, that kind of has to strive towards that. I'm like, they put it in this game for a reason, so I'll I'll, I'll play it, I'll do it, because I've bought that game. The whole point is to experience the things they've put in it. I feel compelled to do so. There's like something inside me It's like, no, you need to do this. So do you think that trophies, should be, trophies and achievements should be considered when reviewing a game? No. No? No. And I'll tell you why. Why do you play games? It's simply, as a brief sentence, why do you play games? Me personally, it's because... Um, I don't want a philosophical answer. Why do you play games? No, no, I, I play games for, for enjoyment and to basically play out a story. Like, the most games that I, I buy will be single-player experiences, yeah. nine times out of ten. Story-driven. Because they're story-driven and it's a story that I think that I'll be invested in, that I find interesting, and that the world they're building is a, a unique and interesting one so like the second things like horizon gets announced like that and you you see a trailer for that it speaks it speaks my language that does because you yeah. see the, the world that they're building the kind of gameplay mechanics the, the robots and stuff it just looks cool and yeah. like you know there's going to be a good story to go with it so that's the reason i play them so what you basically said was for enjoyment and the content yeah 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 what did you say to me about trophies literally 30 seconds before that sometimes it's not enjoyable sometimes yeah so but Although it's included in the game, it's an extension to the game, not the core of the game. It's not so the core, but it's me- been included, isn't it? And if you're saying you want to, you play it because you want to, you want to get the stuff from that game. It is part of it. It is part. It, it's an optional part of it. Like side quests, for example, are an optional part of some games, and it, they they might be boring, and you might choose not to do them. You might just do main story, but they're there. So, I think that trophies are a peripheral of a game. So they're, they're there included for people who, like yourself, have a completionist nature and they want to collect them all. Me personally, 
I can get quite annoyed when a trophy or an achievement pops up because it's like, oh, fuck off off the screen, I'm not interested. Yeah. And if anything, it annoys me a little bit then that I'm going to have a you know semi-completed record on my gamer profile, if you like. Like someone's trying to keep tally on how good I am at yeah. playing a game. If I don't so, collect 200 flags in a game, that doesn't make me any worse of a gamer than anybody else. No, and that's where I do agree with you in terms of trophies is... Like, and this is part of the reason why I say should they be included in review scores is for that exact reason what you just said. Like, so so many times a trophy isn't an achievement or something skill based. No, it's more like it's, sometimes it's just a tick in the box like that. Like you say, collecting the collecting the collectibles and stuff like that. It's like a durability test. Sometimes sometimes the collectibles are enjoyable to find, and sometimes they do add stuff to the game. So sometimes you don't mind, but like if I think back to Assassin's Creed One. Where you have to collect all those flags and they're in really obscure places. That wasn't that enjoyable after so long. No. But because of the parkour system being fresh and innovative at the time, collecting a lot of them was quite enjoyable because you were using that mechanic then. It's not mm -hmm. been done before, but now that's been done to death. When you see like feathers in like the later games and stuff like that, there's a bit like, oh, not these again kind of thing. And it does become a bit of a grind then. You know when you do collectibles? Yeah. Do you ever reference a map that's already online? Or do you go out there blind and find them yourself? It's because I think, for me, that trophy sh is there for people who are going to go out there blind and find it themselves. If you're going to use a map, I think it sort of deters from the point of having the trophy. Yeah, because, because uh, like, anybody can do it, can't they? Yeah, like, because a trophy is in fact a trophy. It's something to show off that yeah, you did I've something. I've done this, yeah. So, for me, I have a much broader issue with trophies as it is, is that... You shouldn't have 50 of them in a game or, you know, X amount. I think there should be five that are really hard to get and you only get there from your skill of that game. Yeah. So, like, things like people saying, oh, you can go and get 100 um, achievement points um, by playing Hannah Montana. Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. That doesn't make you a good gamer. It makes you a fucking... Uh, obsessive person yeah you know what i mean because you're not doing that for the it, enjoyment i think games I, should be I, for the enjoyment yeah and that trophies are put in there as a peripheral to expand that enjoyment so for me i don't enjoy trophies so i don't go after them whereas you do see i, I get that and, and what you're talking about is a, is a scale essentially isn't it yeah so i, I get my questions kind of vague and, and very broad because there is a spectrum of trophy collectors yeah like the type that you're just referring to the people that will like buy like a five pound game because you can get platinum in like 30 minutes or something like that because they want to boost that score mm -hmm. like like I said that that's very obsessive is um and there are people that do that and there's people that enjoy doing that so that's that's fair enough but for me i'm very selective in the games that i buy yeah and the games that i try so i'll i'll go out and platinum a game because i bought that and for me to buy that game is because I've been interested in that game, mm -hmm. and for me to be interested into it, it, it's got to really speak to me. It's not like I'll just go, oh, I'll pick that up for, for cheap because I can get the platinum. For me, it's because I've bought that game, and for me to get my most money out of that game, I'll try and do as much in it as I can. Mm -hmm. But you don't always enjoy all those things that you've done. No, I know. So it's false economising in a way. So for me, there's game, like, for example, um, I bought Horizon upon release a year ago. And I didn't complete the game. I got to the last mission and I felt like I'd had enough with the game. I'd enjoy it, got got my most out of it. And what I really didn't want to do was...
play through um, the burden that I felt of owing it to myself, if yeah. I like. So I just traded the game in. Traded the game in. A year later, I've repurchased it with um, the Frozen Wilds expansion because I'm ready to play it again and I want that enjoyment again. Okay. Whereas before, I think if I'd have played through that, I'd have ruined my experience a little bit. And I think that is definitely my perspective about trophies. So for me, no, going back to your question, I don't think it should be included in your reviews. If you wanted to do it as an add-on to the review, maybe, yeah. I think there's no reason why you couldn't do that. If anything, you should do separate reviews for the trophies on how easy or hard they are to get. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of people who do have, you know, 2,500, 1,000 Platinums. We all know which games have the hard Platinums and we all know which have the easy ones. Yeah, yeah. So having a 1,000 Platinums, but they're all games like Hannah Montana or Uno or whatever else, yeah. you know, it's not really impressive to me. Yeah, I, I, I totally, totally take all that on board and I agree to a, a large extent. You're just stuck in the ecosystem. Um, it's just... Because I've never been bothered about it either. Like, there was... When it, when when games were a lot more affordable mm -hmm. uh, on like the 360 PS3 era, I used to buy games and like hoard them, mm -hmm. and I'd just have this huge collection, and I'd have so many in the cellophane, um, and I'd I'd play some, I'd half halfway finish some because like you say, just playing them for enjoyment, and like obviously there's a social element to games, so like then online was a huge part because it had just started going really successful through Xbox. So there'd be times where I wouldn't play the single player experiences. I'd be on FIFA or I'd be on Gears of War or something like something with, with multiplayer. Yeah. Um. So when when I made the jump then to the current generation that we've got now, I decided because because they hiked the price of a game slightly, um, I decided I wasn't going to do that approach anymore because it was a waste and there were so many games that you should look upon the 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 shelf. I'd be like, I'm gutted. I've never finished that, but I've not got the time to do it or. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have bought that, I regret buying that, I should have just waited or not got it at all. Mm -hmm. So I made an active decision to cut down the number of games I was getting and really just invest in the things that I really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. And because the early stages of the life cycle of the, the console generation, I had like two games at release, mm -hmm. one of them being Black Flag, which was a massive game at the time. So I thought, I'll... Oh, I'll just do everything in this because I'm quite enjoying it and I haven't got anything else that's coming out that I want to get for this. Yeah. So in those early phases when releases were every couple of months I was able to like keep on top of getting the Platinums and it didn't affect anything mm -hmm. whereas now because it's had a good few years and there's so many things to play I've got a massive backlog now. The thing that I said I didn't want to do I'm starting to do. So the extension of that then do you think it's time that you revisited your ethos on games and didn't try and get all the trophies and platinums. Yeah, potentially. It's just very hard to break out of that because like I say, it's something I'd never bothered with before. Mm -hmm. But when I started it on this and then I'd see it pop, I'd be like, yeah, I've, I've, I've platinum that. That feels ace, that does. And there's certain people that, that I work with, they'll try and platinum certain games. So then that makes me want to platinum it because then mm -hmm. there's a bit of like competitiveness about it. Yeah. But granted, those are the kind of games that are more enjoyable and slightly easier to platinum. Yeah. So something like an Uncharted or something that you don't mind putting those hours into, whereas 
the thing that makes it easier for me not to hunt the platinum down is what you've just said in terms of rethinking my ethos is when something has to be played through on many iterations mm -hmm. because there's so much for me to get through now and there's so many good games to cover once I finish one I can't then reinvest and go and play that again and again and again mm -hmm. to get the trophies up so if I, if I buy a new game and I know there's trophies for difficulty I'll always stick it on the, the highest one straight away to get, them all. to get them all so they stack whereas something like the last guardian that I bought really enjoyed it played through it but I found that quite a long game just playing through it the first time and then to get the tr like the whole platinum I'd have to play it like four or five times yeah and if I'd have done that I'd only just be finishing it now <laughs> really so I'd have missed out on all these other games so I've got better at it now because there's a, a wider catalogue of games to pick from but I'll still try and get as many as I can as shown recently with me just finishing Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. I hadn't played that until the month just gone. And on that I've done every trophy apart from the time attack ones, which yeah. basically means play the whole game again, but in the time trial mode. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with my percentage on that. To me, I've platinum that the way I would want to platinum that yeah. in doing all of that other stuff. So, So by that aspect then, what you've just ascertained yourself is that everybody has their own level of platinum. Yeah. And that's why it shouldn't be included in reviews. Because for me, my level of platinum is, I don't care. Your level of platinum is, if I like the game, I'm going to try and platinum. Yeah. Some people have the level of platinum of, I'm going to go for every single one. Mm -hmm. I think I'd probably do for yeah. that section. Definitely. Let us know what you think about trophies and achievements. Are you pro like Stephen? Are you con like me? Do you think they should be included in reviews? Uh, personally, I don't. But quickly, do you think that they should? Yes or no? On the like Xbox Achievements website and PlayStation Trophies website, the reviews they do on there, they do include them. Yeah. So there is there is a place out there to get them if if you do want them included. Mm -hmm. Um. So, largely, I would say no, yeah. because like you say, it doesn't necessarily affect your enjoyment of a game. But I know there is part of the trophy community that. If a trophy is too hard to get and it's a game that appeals to them, they won't buy it. Yeah. Because that trophy is unachievable to those. <laughs> the point of a trophy is meant to be hard to get. <laughs> so you fucking wetters, man. <laughs> get some backbone. <laughs> if you're going to go trophy hunting, don't fucking go for the easy ones. Don't go for the fat girls in the club. Go for the fucking stunners, the 10 out of 10s. That's what you need to be doing. Aim high, you say. Aim high, man. Aim fucking high. swing it about a little bit. Tap it, tap it about it. Get in touch with us with remasteredpodcast at gmail.com. You'll also find us on various social sites. So we've got an Instagram, yeah. remastered underscore podcast. We've got a, what else have we got? We've got a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching this, you'll already know because you'll be on that page now. Yeah. Give us a little like and a subscribe. Yeah, uh, maybe sound off in the comments. Yeah, sound off in the comments. Uh, let us know what you think. And we'll... Uh... We'll try and get back to you and, and have a wider discussion about this trophy issue if you feel the need to. If you've got a really good uh, reason why you think they should be included in reviews, let us know. We'll be, we're more than interested to, to find out what you've got to say about this. And I'll happily tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> so, on to the next section then, Steve. Uh, we call this uh, the Free Mastered mm -hmm. because one of us is designated Games Master. And the other is it's not mine. And the other is the participant. 
Today you are the participant and I will be supplying the free clues. Uh, it's sort of like a 20 questions, except we're only giving free clues. Yeah, so it's slightly easier, isn't it? Yeah. Slightly, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because you actually <laughs> smashed it last time, because we did this differently last Absolutely time. Fucking and I, I think I think I made my clues a little bit too easy, if I'm honest. Collect yeah. flags, first game of the... Of course I'm going to say Assassin's Creed, mate. And what? Yeah, but you, you don't try and get the trophy, so why would you know about that? Because fucking... Talk shit, don't they? Talk well, absolutely Master shit. Assassin, level just, one. Bosh. Just contradicts himself all the time. Level one, bosh. Tell him why he's wrong. Level one, bosh. Pow! Pow! So, first clue then. Okay. You're guessing a character. Okay? A character so, from a game. From a game, yeah. Okay. So, your first clue. Mm -hmm. I run in circles when I move forward. Run in circles when I move forward? Yeah. Crash Bandicoot? Uh -uh. Okay. Second clue. My co-stars are named anatomically after their defining features. I'm not going to get this. Co-stars. Is it Sonic? Sonic? Yes! Tails and Knuckles. <laughs> The last, the, the last circle sings through me, but then I thought about the the animation when he runs and his feet going in a circle. Yeah. And you said he what well, he spins. Yeah. When he moves forward, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. The last one was I look terrible in a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have had to get it then. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So that's everything from us this week. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe, like, do everything. If you've listened on Acast, if you've listened on iTunes, give us a little subscribe. Head over to the other avenues, go to our YouTube page, give us a like and a subscribe there. If you're on YouTube and you're one of the people in Ukraine who've seemed to take liking to us for some reason. Yeah, we, we did some uh, we did some analysis on viewing figures and it seems like a lot of our viewers come from the Ukraine. So thank you very much. You probably have no clue what we're saying. We'll keep watching anyway. Very nice. Yekshimech. I don't. They'll understand that. Yeah. That'll get us a like. Um, but yeah, so we're trying to cover as many um, podcast platforms as possible. So check us out on Acast, on um, Apple Apple Podcasts, is it? Yeah, Apple, Apple Podcast. Yeah. And and check out our other videos on, on YouTube. We've, we've done a pilot episode of this where you can kind of see it a bit more rough and ready than this, isn't it? Yeah, it was a test trial of, of what we wanted to give to you. As this goes on forward, you'll see a little bit more evolution from time to time. Yeah. You'll also see in the feeds, there's a Tomb Raider special that we alluded to earlier. Yep. We review the film and the new reveal trailer for uh, Sh Shadow, Shadow, of the Tomb Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just go and like us wherever you like. Give us a little message if you have any critical feedback. Give us a message if you've got a question for us. We'll try and answer those. Yep. We've already had a surprising amount of mail, actually, yeah. uh, based on just the test footage alone. Yeah, it's been, we're, it's been we're, great response so far. And in terms of views, we've had so many more views than we, we could have possibly imagined just on the test, the test footage itself. So we do really appreciate your time. Yeah, we really appreciate you. your presence. We hope to grow into something a little bit better for you to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Until next week, uh, I've been Carl Johnson, and this has been Player Two. 
Nah. Player two. Nah. Steve's the one that would have had the dual shock controller. I'd have had the Mad Cats one. We all Definitely. Know. The wired one. Yeah, I've the had, wired one. I've had the wired one. I'd have given you the wired one all day. Thanks for coming. Thank you. We'll see you next time.